0: A battle of words between Texas Republicans and Democrats over border issues as Governor Abbott takes the mic and Eagle Pass. How Texas Democratic leaders are responding.
1: Today's wind advisory ends in one hour, but the winds don't stop there. We'll show you the breeze for your Monday and our next chances for rain.
0: And a big announcement from FIFA after months of speculation. How Texas is set to play a big role in the FIFA 2026 World Cup. Good evening. I'm Nabil Ramadna. One person died overnight after reportedly being hit by a vehicle in North Austin. According to Austin Travis County EMS, the crash happened a little after four in the morning on the West Anderson Lane Service Road. That's just east of North Lamar. EMS says the person died at the scene. And taking a live look now over downtown Austin, where some clouds are mixing with the sun. Meteorologist Nick Bannon joins us now. Nick, we're seeing some gusty winds out there. It's actually running earlier. It was really gusty.
1: Yeah, depending on which direction you were running, you either got a headwind or a tailwind helping you out. So hopefully it was the, the latter. Uh, but yes, a super windy day today. And speaking of winds, we just got some new pictures of damage left behind by Friday night's storms and wind. These pictures are from viewer Mary Hottenbach out in Cistern. That's in Fayette County. She says her barn was demolished, but the animals there were okay. We sent the National Weather Service these photos and they are looking at them as well as corresponding radar imagery to determine whether straight line winds or a tornado caused this damage in Fayette County. We'll let you know when they make that determination and probably they would do that here over the next day or so. It is still windy out there now. We've got these strong gusty winds out of the northwest gusting anywhere from 20 to about 35 miles per hour. They were gusting over 40 miles per hour earlier today. Still have a wind advisory until 6, but we are going to see these winds coming down a bit more here this evening and tomorrow. So while it's still going to be windy, it won't be as windy. Just like yesterday, we've had more of these very spotty very brief showers blowing in from the northwest to southeast. You may feel a few drops before they move on. They're generally northeast of Austin now into eastern Williamson County, Milam County, Bastrop County, and a little bit of northwestern Lee County. I expect the rain chances drop off entirely once the sun sets as we lose a little bit of the daytime heating temperatures in the 60s across much of central Texas. Sure, it was windy, but it was actually a fairly nice day. Aside from that, we'll be still at 60 and partly cloudy at seven, briefly turning mostly clear at nine, and then the clouds start to thicken back up at 11 as we're in the mid-50s by then. Coming up in First Warning Weather, we'll show you the gusty winds for the day tomorrow. We'll show you those highs returning back into the 70s with eventually several days of rain chances on the way.
0: Thank you very much, Nick. With tensions high on the border, Governor Abbott welcomed 14 governors from around the nation to Eagle Pass. Before speaking with the media, the governors received a briefing on Operation Lone Star. Abbott saying Texas will continue to secure the border and that he's thankful for the support from these other states. He also discussed Texas's right to defend and protect itself. Topics like fentanyl, human trafficking, and the dangers of criminals crossing into the United States were all discussed. Abbott also pointed to safety concerns with people coming across the Rio Grande illegally. Texas has 28 ports of entry. Get this fact. No one has ever drowned crossing a bridge. If Joe Biden cared about the safety of these migrants that he he seems to have empathy for, he would have them cross a bridge as opposed to crossing a river and paying the money that goes to the cartels to cross the river. While recent rallies on the border have been peaceful, including the Take Our Border Back convoy, Governor Abbott also took time today to warn against anyone taking up other plans. We don't want anybody taking any type of vigilante action. Uh, we believe in public safety, and that means the safety of, of everybody. The lives of everybody are, are, are important, and we don't want anybody to be harmed in any way. All that we want is to enforce the
1: immigration laws of the United States.
0: And some of the other governors who spoke today include Governor Bill Lee from Tennessee and Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Meanwhile, Texas congressional Democrats responded to the gathering of governors in Eagle Pass and the ongoing issues at the border. At a news conference held online, Texas Democrats criticized the state's efforts of the border. Representatives said that policies supported by Abbott and other Republican governors are obstructing federal immigration enforcement and putting people seeking asylum in danger.
1: Democrats and President Biden are working together to make sure that people can apply for asylum from their home country, can wind up here on a flight, can be connected with their sponsor, aren't out there waiting in the desert. But it is people like Governor Abbott and these other governors who are showing up to Eagle Pass today for their press that are specifically trying to make that more difficult.
0: Democrats also raised concern about the rhetoric about an invasion putting immigrants at risk of violence at the border and beyond. Today, people gathered at the state capitol to rally in support of Palestine. As the fighting continues overseas, the group waved Palestinian flags and carried banners as well as signs adorned with impassioned pleas calling for an end to U.S. funding for Israel and a permanent ceasefire in Gaza.
2: We're here, yes, to ask for a ceasefire and an end to the genocide, but we are also here to say that we want an end to the 75-year-plus occupation of apartheid of Palestine. We want um, uh, freedom for the Palestinian people, and we want everyone to be able to live in peace.
0: According to the Associated Press, the Palestinian death toll in Gaza has surpassed 25,000 since the start of the Israel-Hamas war in October, when Hamas militants launched a surprise attack in Israel, killing around 1,200 people. And going in depth, in an NBC poll released today shows President Biden's approval rating has dropped to the lowest point of his presidency, with some of that rating attributed to his handling of the Israel-Hamas war. Of the voters surveyed in the NBC poll, only 29 percent approve of how he has handled the conflict. Those surveyed under the age of 35 expressed even more disapproval of his handling of the war, with only 15 percent approval recorded among younger voters. And if you're looking to vote in next month's primary, you're running out of time to make sure you're registered. Headline or the deadline is coming up this Monday. If you aren't sure whether you're registered to vote or you still need to register, KXAN's Christopher Adams has helpful tips over on this story on KXAN.com. After months of rumors and speculation surrounding the 2026 World Cup, a final location has finally been announced, which U.S. city will play host to the final. Plus, how artificial intelligence is contributing to concerns over the spread of misinformation and how it could affect the upcoming presidential election. Well, we now have an answer to the long-awaited question of which American city will host the FIFA 2026 World Cup Final. After months of rumors and speculation surrounding the final, FIFA announced today that New York and New Jersey's MetLife Stadium will play host to the World Cup Final match. And although Texans might be disappointed, including Nick Bannon, to hear that the Lone Star State won't host the final after all, there are still several matches planned to take place here in Texas. Arlington will play host to five, group stage matches throughout the World Cup, as well as three knockout matches and a semifinal. Houston will also host five group stage matches as well as two knockout matches.
1: Yeah, still some opportunity to check out some big games here in Texas. Well, heavy rain and strong storms continued to batter the California Bay Area today and really much of the state as another strong storm moved in overnight throughout much of today. In addition to the persistent rain and strong winds, Bay Area residents are seeing flooding on roadways and along waterways and down trees as well. Flood warnings and watches are in effect for several areas, as well as wind advisories and high wind warnings. Officials also say more than 44,000 Bay Area customers were without power. The brunt of the storm will continue over the next couple of days as the heaviest rain starts to shift farther south. This is why there's so much concern as so much tropical moisture really continues to pile up throughout the California coastline with significant snow in the mountains. There's even very rare high four out of four flash flooding threats for Los Angeles, and really much of uh, ocean, uh, say, say anywhere between San Diego and LA dealing with that. So the OC included there too. As far as our weather is concerned, well, we're looking at the Cedar count, which is going up today. It's at medium and rising. Mold is medium and rising. Elm and Mulberry are low, but rising. We'll continue to watch that. Our temperatures, Still pleasant at 69. We've got a lot of 70s ahead this week. We'll show you when the rain comes back in first warning weather.
0: Well, there are growing concerns of how artificially generated deepfakes could affect the 2024 elections. In January, an AI-generated robocall pretending to be President Joe Biden appeared to encourage New Hampshire voters to skip the election. It could be a sign of things to come for voters in this divisive election year. To learn more about the issue, our Monica Madden took a trip to the Propaganda Research Lab at the University of Texas.
2: So these are the Tom Cruise deep fakes. It looks real. I'm gonna show you some magic. And sounds real. They are extremely realistic. But it's not. I would have no idea how to tell the difference. Especially because none of us have probably met Tom Cruise in person, they are especially convincing.
1: Just wait till what's coming next.
2: Many of us have seen AI deep fakes, and they're shockingly realistic. It's why researchers like Zelly Martin at UT's Propaganda Research Center are worried. Crazy to see how much it's progressed just in the past few years. Martin isn't the only one bracing for the political effects of AI. The Federal Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency Released a study showing that generative AI could be used to create harmful deepfake audio, video, photos, and text. It's content that could rapidly spread false information on social media or even be used to breach security measures. Who's susceptible to falling for AI and deepfakes? I would say everyone is. Technology, it's it, you know, it's not inherently bad. There are lots of things about it that could be democratizing, but every time there's a new technology people figure out a way to manipulate it and use it maliciously so that will happen for sure. Texas passed a law in 2019 banning deepfake videos published within 30 days of an election but otherwise it's on voters to distinguish fact from fiction. I really hope that our policymakers learn from the past and say okay we need to SORT OF PUT ASIDE OUR DIFFERENCES AND FIGURE OUT WHAT TO DO ABOUT THIS. MARTIN SAYS IT'S NOT TIME TO PANIC, BUT TO BE EXTRA CAUTIOUS. IF IT SEEMS MAYBE A LITTLE TOO GOOD, I WOULD SAY TO DOUBLE CHECK AND LOOK FOR IT ELSEWHERE BEFORE GOING ON AND SPREADING THAT INFORMATION AMONGST YOUR FAMILY AND FRIENDS. MONICA MADDEN, KXAN NEWS.
0: AI technology is developing rapidly, but legislation to control it is moving much slower. Several bills about deepfakes were proposed in Congress last year, but none of them passed. Word on other AI-related legislation is still ongoing. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon.
1: Just want to show you this gorgeous shot from our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. We're actually looking at some distant rain showers, some of which aren't even reaching the ground. There's a lot of dry air in place, and we're getting a lot of what's called Virga, where you see what looks like a rain shaft in the distance, but the rain dries out before reaching the ground. And in some spots, we are getting some actual brief light rain. That's as a result of an area of low pressure just to the east of us. There's actually two lows just to our east, and then they're both just spinning. Uh, The low closest to us is bringing us some of these very spotty showers, but also bringing those winds out of the north-northwest. And even though this low is going to continue moving eastward here tomorrow, it's still going to be close enough to keep the wind around. So wind gusts will come down a little bit uh, tonight. Still gusting, though, between about 10 to 25 miles per hour. Nothing too heavy, but still a little breezy. And then they pick back up a little bit as we head uh, into the day tomorrow. So still a breezy day Monday just not as windy as it was here today. And those winds coming generally out of the north gusting 20 to 35 miles per hour tomorrow. Then they start to come down even more so as we head through tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow evening. And then we say goodbye to the wind, at least for a little bit. So we'll keep very low rain chances, less than 10% in the forecast through early this evening. Northeast of Austin, I still expect some partly cloudy skies, and then the thicker cloud cover comes back for Monday morning, a mostly but not completely cloudy start to the day. There may be some lucky few that get a little sun early on on and then the clouds start to fill back in later in the morning and then the sun starts to come back out as we head into the afternoon. So to sum up tomorrow still breezy clouds in the morning sun in the afternoon and reasonable temperatures where they should be in the mid 60s. Taking into Tuesday one of the sunniest days of the next seven a lot of sun but some scattered high clouds drifting in from time to time. So your forecast tonight increasing clouds still breezy Overnight lows down about 50, really not too chilly for this time of year. There's your clouds giving way to sun on Monday. More sunshine Tuesday, and then the clouds start to thicken back up on Wednesday, but we're still dry with a temperature of about 70 in the afternoon. Eventually, a slightly wetter weather pattern comes our way beginning Thursday with very low rain chances. Those rain chances still pretty low on Friday, too, but they do start to jump up a little bit more so for Saturday and into Sunday. We're not looking for a washout. We're not looking for even heavy rain. These rainfall amounts less than a half inch and many of us less than a tenth of an inch. But it does mean several opportunities for wet weather beginning on Thursday and continuing into next weekend. Still, the rain doesn't knock the temperatures down. We start in the 70s Wednesday all the way through Friday and all the way through next weekend. Those rain chances at 40% Saturday and Sunday.
3: This is KXAN Sports. Brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. UC women's basketball face second-ranked Kansas State as they sought to end this week's schedule with two big wins over ranked opponents. Alumni weekend for women's basketball. Today they were recognized at halftime. Second quarter, Texas up by 8. Taylor Jones scores to put them up 10. And then in the third quarter, Aaliyah Moore with a tough score inside to put Texas up by 16. Just on a roll. And Madison Booker, the freshman, hits the jumper. Texas just in control of the game at this point. More from Madison Booker there. Nice little move. Hits that one nothing but net. Another great game for Booker today. And then in the fourth quarter, it's Booker again plus the foul. Even when they foul her, it's still. Goes in. 20 points for Madison Booker. Kansas State down 10 though, but in transition, Zionna Walker with the layup plus the foul. Wildcats cut the lead to seven. Vic Schaefer saying, All right, guys, tighten up. Well, they do that. Texas remaining steady. Taylor Jones with the rebound and the putback to put the horns up by nine. She had 13 points and eight rebounds on the day. In under 30 seconds, Deanna Gaston goes up. Scores a tough layup into the paint. Eight points on four for four shooting for Gaston. Texas wins 61-54 over second-ranked Kansas State. Third win in a row. Longhorns now eight and three in the Big 12 and gaining plenty of confidence.
2: I've told them every day you're good enough. They'll tell you. I tell them every day you're good enough. And again, I'm part of coaching is holding people accountable. It's not very much fun sometimes. It's not account it's 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 it's. Uh, but I'm not afraid to do that. And they know that. And I want them to be great.
1: We know how good we can be. And we work so hard. So we take it upon ourselves every day to be the best that we can be. And we want to go out there and show that to everyone that was
2: out there tonight. Uh, and so when we don't, you know, it's personal. We got to figure it out. Um, but I'm just, I'm so happy, so proud.
3: Texas now 21-3 and three overall in fourth place in the Big 12. A half game behind West Virginia for third. One game behind Kansas State, who they beat today for second place. They'll get a little break before they head to Fort Worth to face TCU on Saturday. Sports continues after this quick break. Keep it in. Texas slayed another ranked Dragon, or shall I say horn Frog, on Saturday. Max Acemus Heroics took them past the threshold. Acemus took over the game. Late in the second half, he scored the last 13 points for Texas. Texas also got a spark from Kendall Weaver, the Mansfield native, started his first game of the season, and he turned in a good performance in front of friends and family. He had seven points and four rebounds in 33 minutes of play. Weaver's been contributing a lot, and his head coach said that's why he got the reward of starting. Kendall's been a star his role all year. You know, he plays winning basketball, big-time competitor. Uh, he's earned the opportunity and the right to have a chance to start games for us. You know, he's always in the game at closing time for us, you know, but uh, he's earned the right to have an opportunity to be out there when the game starts. And uh, every guy understood that. They understood that and they accepted that and uh, um, I thought uh, embraced all right. To tennis, Texas hosting 15th-ranked Stanford today. This one's in progress. Last check, of the tore Texas up three to one. The UT women's tennis team they beat Wisconsin seven to nothing Saturday, and they took care of business against fourth-ranked Georgia to win their fourth match in a row. Longhorns are now four and one on the season, guys.